Yes, we are over here in the storage closet, perhaps one day to be a studio space slash meeting room. Who knows? There's a lot of possibilities. So once Bitcoin is a proper... (laughs) How do you finish this sentence, (laughs) Jim? A proper major at a university, you know, there will be such thing as Bitcoin miners. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, they have no. a new different meaning. <laughs> That's but for now, it just means some kids you picked up at school who like Bitcoin. So how's it going, champ? Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. Man, you know, it's been some uh, interesting times. Life is Life is entertaining. You mean the torrential... Flooding downpour oh, we had in the last week mixed with a king tide. <laughs> boy, oh boy. I took. Uh, s- what are you drinking? <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking a Zephyr Hills water. And it's funny, just I was talking to my coworker and he was saying how much he hates the taste of Zephyr Hills. And I'm like, damn, that's like the only regular water I drink. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they have their different tastes, but they're kind of all the same shit to Doesn't me. Doesn't taste know. bad. Like it just. It's just water. And plastic. Lots of plastic. I don't think there's too much plastic in the water. Mm. I mean, there are microplastics, but I don't taste those. But do you think it's reclaimed water? Or is all water reclaimed? <laughs> how, how do I answer that? If all water is reclaimed, then yes. I think it's reclaimed <laughs> water. Um, Zephyr Hills. <laughs> Ross is saying do a taste test versus the... BTC Grove House water. Oh, that's interesting. We should. Oh, we have that, that water test. in the in the tank right outside. Perfect. <laughs> okay, so we'll do that. There's a lot of show. things that we're going to be doing out of Bitcoin Grove, that's for sure. Just in the last few weeks, they've implemented two new meetups. Uh, so Miami now has two more Bitcoin meetups. We've got, um, <clears throat> oh God, and I, I asked Randy again tonight what the name of his meetup was. It's something to do with Bitcoin Randy. source. Um, what? It's Bitcoin source. Uh, he's covering basically like Bitcoin source code. So going over bits of code that are, uh-oh. I like that name. Oh, are you crashing? Don't crash. I don't think I'm crashing. Don't crash. I don't think I crashed. He's running into the wall, folks. Uh, here we stop. go. Thank you. It's called Understanding Bitcoin Source. And so that's going to happen. I, don't I, like, know if it, I like Bitcoin Source better, but okay. That works. We'll see. I mean, probably with time, maybe it'll get diminished but he wanted to make it very kind of clear what the meetup was about we'll have to be his his marketing consultants (laughs) and then um the bitcoin design miami bitcoin design club so you know a group that's focused more on the user experience of people who use bitcoin products so that's cool i feel i'm you know i'm just so excited and happy about the way things are going with bitcoin grove just a lot of momentum that's building up a lot of excitement and um, you know, a lot of people kind of just stepping up to, to continue to promote Bitcoin community in Miami. So that's great. Um, 
Well, I, I was in Bitcoin Grove a little earlier today, actually. I, I came by in the afternoon to, well, actually it was right before afternoon. And the reason I remember that was because I went, I tried to get um, some food from this restaurant, Manje, across the street. And they're like, we're- Manje. Yeah. And they're like, we open at 12. So it wasn't 12 o'clock yet. And what I ended up doing is I went to this breakfast place and I got, as I already mentioned to you, but I'm going to tell the audience. So I got this kind of, a pretty decent sized cinnamon roll, some croquetas, some kind of, maybe it was like some kind of meat. I can't remember. Some And it's like a fancy breakfast place. So it's like croquetas. It's usually like cheap ham that's diced up. But it wasn't ham. It was. um, But it's like, it's like kind of like mush melted ham or something. Yeah, Yeah. but this is like a fancy place. So it's Uh, like, it's not like a regular croquetta. It's like a special kind of croquetta with a, a dipping sauce. And I got a ham. No, no. I got a bacon, egg and cheese croissant. So I came back to Bitcoin Grove. I sat in the orange seat. I scarfed all of that down, which I did not need to eat all of that. And then instead of writing, which was my plan, I proceeded to take a nap. And it's kind of hard to get comfortable in the seat because the seat doesn't have any points of reclination. It's just like a, like the, the whole seat will kind of move. Like you can kind of rotate the whole seat, like maybe back, lean it back a little bit, but not like the back from the seat area. So at some point I woke up and I could not feel my left foot. Uh-huh. <laughs> the circulation had been cut off to my left foot. So I got up, so I messed up my headphones. What did I do? Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Ugh. We hear you loud and clear. I don't hear me. Can you hear us? I, oh, man. Uh-oh. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Know, brunch right? down. Brunch down. One man down. Am I just not wearing my headphones right? Let me see. Am I, no, I can't, I can't hear out of my left ear. Uh-oh. <laughs> we may need to go to an audiologist. I did go to an audiologist while you were figuring that out. <laughs> And they put me in this large, well, not large, it was, you know, a regular sized room, but it was soundproof. And Hello. they had Hello. me press buttons. Something's wrong with this connector. And you said this is the good connector. It is a good connector. Don't tell me you me fucked off. it up. Hold on. Excuse me while I yell at brunch. Hello. Hello. Okay. Now it's working. That was weird. I just couldn't hear out of my left ear and I just, it, it, it felt debilitating in all honesty. You know, I'm so accustomed to hearing your wonderful voice out of both of my ears. So for anyway, it's like, it felt like a stroke. So my hearing is good. I can hear out of both ears. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that shit. But I definitely heard less in my right ear. And that is the ear that was exposed to the speaker that you did something and it caused a loud feedback, high frequency, <laughs> my right ear. So, so you're blaming me. You're always in my heart, specifically <laughs> my right ear. <laughs> Just so you know. Like it couldn't have been anything else. It had to have been that one time. Had to have been that one time. Oh for gosh. Sure. For sure. There's a lawsuit coming somewhere <laughs> down the line. Okay. So yeah, so I woke up and my, my leg was complete. I couldn't feel my left leg. So when I tried to stand up, I immediately fell <laughs> to the floor <laughs> That's funny. And, and I'm trying and I'm trying to get up. Like I'm trying to like, 
and trying to like wiggle to get some sensation back. And it took me several minutes before I could finally get up on my feet. It was just a, it was a funny experience. And I decided at that point that Bitcoin Grove needs a recliner. <laughs> they need like a real, a real napping chair. But you came here to work and instead you slept. Because I ate too So if you much. had a real napping chair, <laughs> it'd be even worse. But at least I wouldn't have, uh, have suffered the this. The lesson learned strip. should have been maybe I shouldn't <laughs> eat a bunch of crap. Yeah, and then pass out. But I also did have a, I had a sausage, egg, and cheese on a biscuit. Mm-hmm. That's my usual Saturday breakfast. So I had come earlier in the week, so I did. I do have an essay ready for brunch tomorrow. So oh, nice. in that sense, I'm not feeling like I failed myself. I'm more so feeling like I just didn't accomplish anything today. <laughs> uh, so I had an interesting experience last week. Another one of these sl- somewhat like semi-traumatic experiences because there was this person who said that they were going to come to brunch and they were saying that they were a Bitcoiner. And so I was kind of like all excited about like, you know, meeting a new Bitcoiner. I'm always excited to meet a new Bitcoiner. But when they got there, well, first of all, they got there super late. This is the same person you were talking about last time who you guys weren't sure was real or not? Yes. Oh, so okay. Perfect. So the story. <laughs> so, right. This is the conclusion. So they were absolutely real, but they didn't know what Bitcoin was. So, so are they real? Yeah. They're a real person, but they had just. Like they had been tricked. <laughs> not Jay. <laughs> no, and not that Jay. But funny enough, it was the other Jay, our Jay, proof of work fitness Jay, who's going to be our guest on the show next week. Yes. He sort of volunteered to kind of um, educate. Yeah, to work with this person who, because they came in and one of the first things they said about themselves is that they were a green miner. And we're like, what the hell do you mean by green miner? And they started talking about how like, yeah, so basically they stake their token and, and then it doesn't cost any electricity, but it generates Bitcoin for them. And then it was just like, whoa, like you just did, you said nothing while saying a lot. You think they're like a spook? No, they weren't a spook, but basically it was like a boomer who doesn't understand technology very much. And they've just been completely tricked by some, you know, some cryptocurrency scam marketing product that was using all these terms that are borrowed from the Bitcoin community. And they even call their product Bitcoin code, but it is a, Mm. but it's an NFT. So like you buy the NFT and then you stake the NFT in their staking platform and then you earn something for it. So yes, (laughs) yes. And a boomer chick. (laughs) Yeah. They they were a boomer chick. So that sucks, man. The amount of scams are out there. Ridiculous. Yeah. See, so what, what made, what was kind of traumatizing about it was that that moment where I realized, wow, this person one has no idea what they're talking about. And two is totally getting scammed. Yeah. So how, you know, how do I approach this? Like, what do I do? What, you know, because they believe so fully and deeply into this crap that they've been tricked into thinking is going to make them rich. And especially, you know, at that age, there's probably a lot of pressure to, you know, like you got to make money because the dollar is getting worth less and you're at a retirement age. Or they're trying to get out of debt or, you know, whatever the case is. So there's all kinds of, you know, so I can, I can feel that pressure that they're, that they have in their life to make some kind of money. And it's just, and these, these kind of scams have been going on forever. They're still going on just real quick. Um, Somebody, (laughs) one person at work, of course, an older person. They 
is a client. They were convinced that if they go to Best Buy and buy a bunch of goods, probably computers and stuff, and send them to somewhere in West Africa, that person would go ahead and pay their credit card bills. And it's like, you know, like that's such an old scam. You think people would know, but it's just that desperation to either agree or desperation. And people just fall into this crap all the time. It's like, there's no way getting out of it. But thank you, thank you to Jay coming <laughs> yeah, so in. Jay with Proof of Work Fitness via Podverse boosting us 12,000 sats. And he says, beware of the Bitcoin code. Con- I mean, the Bitcoin code coin. <laughs> I think con would have been. Yeah, but- right. Is that what you meant, Jay? The Bitcoin code con. We got you. Um, and then Panda posting yeah. the link. Bitcoin code review, legit crypto plat- platform, training platform. No. No. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, it's, mm. yeah, greed is a tell. Exactly. It's, it's the, the idea that they don't talk to people, right? Like you don't talk to your friends. You don't, you know, you don't ask someone for their opinion. Like, Hey, I found about this investment and I'm thinking about putting thousands of dollars into it. Uh, would you review it and tell me if you think it sounds interesting or not? And instead it's like, no, they keep it to themselves they like it gets imbued in their psyche. They become members of these cults and they, they become so emotionally dependent on the group and the success of the group. And so then they come to a place like Bitcoin brunch. And instead of going there with the intention to actually learn and to, to have an open and honest exchange with people, instead this person comes there pretty much to like promote their token, you know, like, Hey, you know, like I found this green Bitcoin that doesn't destroy the environment. And, uh, it provides me yield. It's great. And it's like, lady, I've done 120 of these. Like I've seen a dozen or more of the exact same thing that you're talking about. You just change the names and that's it. It's done. Yeah. And so, you know, nothing new, nothing new. Sad. Saves sad. the environment and it <laughs> makes you money. Oh man. Yeah. So. Um, it's climate change. <laughs> there's this uh, chat room on Telegram. Uh, for this event called Grassroots, which I have not been able to go to, but they hold it out of, I think it's at a Bitcoin park. Is that the one in Nashville? So they basically invite meetup organizers once a year to come and kind of meet each other and get to know each other. And that's really cool. I've kind of been, you know, preoccupied with my career, the apprenticeship. So I haven't gone the last two years. I really hope I can go next year. Um, But I keep up with the chat room or I kind of try to pay attention to what people are talking about, any interesting stuff that's going on in the minds of the meetup organizers. And there was, someone was asking about something they were told at the last uh, grassroots event. And they were basically told by Bitcoin magazine that they were going to be given some kind of cards or some, some sort of promotional thing for the next conference. Um, So last year, and, and basically I came out and kind of, bitched about Bitcoin magazine. And, and I called, I called their, I called them half efforts to support community because, so they sent me magazines. They sent me two volumes of Bitcoin magazine, maybe like 30 of them, which is great because Bitcoin magazine is like a high quality printed product. You know, it's got like nice design and stuff. So it's a cool handout to give to your meetup. So that was cool. And I give them all the credit in the world for, for providing those magazines, but they only did it twice. And then the other thing that was really annoying was that they were supposed to give us these cards that people who attended Bitcoin meetups, if you attended 10 
Bitcoin meetups, like by getting, I guess, like getting these cards signed off or something by meetup organizers, you would get a 50% discount on your Bitcoin conference ticket. By the time they finally sent me the card, like the, the price for the ticket was already at the highest tier possible. So it was like a thousand dollars for a general admission ticket. So 50% off would have been like $500. People could have bought tickets on the secondary market at that point for like $300. So it was just, that's what I'm calling them half efforts because, okay, it would have been nice if I would have had this like a year ago so that people who are regular attendees of my meetup could get a discount at like when the price was kind of reasonable. So it's just like nothing really happened. So whatever. So I kind of called him out in this chat room and then I wasn't even thinking about it. There were several people from Bitcoin magazine in the chat. room, <laughs> And so then one of the guys comes out and he like is kind of trying to play um, defense or something. And it was just like, ugh, come on guys, just like do better. You know, like stop trying to save face and just do better. It's okay. It's like, oh yeah, you know, we spent a lot of money. I'm like, okay, well, no one's asking you to spend money. Like you guys have a platform that you can use to support communities and you barely do that. So whatever. I got a bunch of clips today um, and I totally forgot to share them with you. So I'm going to have to share them with you one at uh, a time. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. And I'm going to, how am I going to share them with you? Maybe I can, do I have Telegram on this computer? Ugh, I, hope I do, but then I'm going to get all these <laughs> notifications. Bing, bing. <laughs> all right, because I'm going to have to send you these links. All right. I was listening to, I was listening to a podcast. And I took a clip because I was like, oh, you know, this is something I've been talking about. So is it? Podverse? Yeah, Podverse lets you make clips out of podcasts. So the first, so I, I don't remember what podcast I was listening to, but, um, you know, when you click on the link that I just sent you, you will, uh, you will know because it will show up on the screen. So, okay, it was Pleb Chain Radio, number 34, and it was Rod with Bitcoin Park. So that was the guest. That's the name of the episode. It was a PCR 34 Rod with Bitcoin Park Nosterville pregame. It's actually pretty convenient. Oh, yeah. This is great. Yeah. I love this. So, um, so, so this is an intro conversation that the hosts were having. And I apologize that uh, I did not get the hosts' names. I don't usually pay attention to those things. I just consume. So <laughs> why don't you go ahead and play this clip, please? And then I, think, we'll... I think the host names are right here. QW and, and Avi, Avi, Avi and Avi. Yeah. Okay. So QW and Avi. QW is like, oh, it stands for something too. No, no, no. The click, the, it's at the top. Oh, there we go. You know, if, if we want to take the the blueprint of a Bitcoin park, um, you know, Austin has oh, a good Why don't you scene. pause that real quick? <laughs> okay. So yeah. So, so this guy, Rod with Bitcoin park. So he's going on this show and he's sort of representing this project Bitcoin park. And as I've mentioned before, Bitcoin Grove is influenced by the existence of Bitcoin park of Pleb lab and of, of a few other projects that are going on. So with that in mind, like the idea of physical spaces of having like physical Bitcoin spaces for people to organize around. So, okay. So continue. Uh, how do we take those and, and, and make it our own? Uh, you know, with our local town, with our local, uh, you know, setting, uh, you're in New York, I'm Arizona, Phoenix. Uh, we have different ways to approach this. Um, and, and how do we do it? Okay. So I could have, uh, cut that a little better. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But it wasn't so bad. Okay. All right. So the idea though, is that, yeah, like I think each, 
each space sort of has its own unique culture and Bitcoin Grove is not going to be Bitcoin Park. It's not going to be Pleb Lab. You know, we are, we are influenced by, and then sometimes maybe we are jealous of some of the things that they are doing and some of the attention that they might be getting, but we have an opportunity to do our own things and then to get attention for those. And so I think we are doing interesting things and we are going to get attention. That's, uh, I think, going to be well due. But I just thought it was interesting that, you know, he's bringing up this topic of like, how do we make our own citadels? And so I just thought that was an interesting uh, discussion. So now a little bit later in the podcast, um, they get Rob on the Rod on the show. And then I just sent you the other link. Oh, yeah. There They're you right go. They're right there. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's so convenient. All, oh. the, all the links that you, all the clips you created are already here. Oh, and there's three of them? I'm assuming you did three. All right. So let's do the, the Dream Bigger locally. He clicks. Nothing happens. <laughs> God damn it. So I, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. All right. Here, let's try. Here it. we go. Can you reload the page? You're going to drive me crazy. And so I think uh, the ultimate uh, uh, action or call to action with the, with the sermon dream bigger locally is just break out of the bunker and connect to your local pleb. Oh yeah. So that was, that was like connect this to your local pleb. Yeah. That was what QW was saying was um, so that's their kind of like their ethos think dream bigger locally. And this is definitely something that I'm trying to promote at Bitcoin Grove and just in general, the idea that we need to take our geographical community a little more seriously. We need to stop to, to stop being so distracted by the internet. Like the internet's great and being able to connect with people across great distances is a wonderful, wonderful feature of the internet. But we cannot let that distract us from the reality that we live in a geographical community surrounded by other human beings who have needs and and wants and skills and abilities. And we need to organize all that stuff. And right now it's all being organized by this crazy ass fiat world. And we're trying to reorganize it in this Bitcoin world. So let's go ahead and close out with the last link. So this is when they finally get Rod on the show, the Genesis of Bitcoin Park. It's harder to get scammed in person than it is online. Oh yeah. I worked out a deal. This is another pro tip for folks is, uh, or what worked well for us. Okay, let me give a little more we, context now that I, I went to like God damn it. <laughs> oh, come on. Um, okay, so, so they basically ask him how Bitcoin Park came to be. And I think this is, a, for me, this is particularly interesting because I imagine that I'm going to be asked and people like Roz are going to be asked, like, how did Bitcoin Grove come to be? Right? So that's why I found this question so interesting. And so this is especially the beginning, this is really great for people who are interested in becoming um, meetup organizers. But more generally, this is just kind of the story. So a bar, a buddy of mine owns a brewery. And I said, what's the least, least trafficked night for you? And he said, Wednesday nights. I was like, cool. We will host our meetup here on that night. And, um, and we'll drive, I don't know, anywhere from 25 to 200 people. He's like, that'd be awesome. I was like, what I need from you is to keep my costs at zero 
and I'll help and no bar minimum and anything. And I'll just do my best to bring people here to patronize your bar. And we killed it. I mean, we had our own dedicated space. We had our own bartender. We had uh, the AV stuff. And, and then all of a sudden, we had just, we outgrew the space, which was really, really cool to see. So we're consistently like 100, 200 people. People were flying in, driving in, walking over, Ubering, um, you name it. And then, uh, and then just like the, they were fine with this location, but they were just getting a little cuckoo with um, – or, or um, cuckoo is not the right word, but like cognizant of how many people were driving there and they, uh, with all the COVID and so on. So we just were thinking we just needed our own dedicated space. Yeah. Um, among other things, I want to emphasize something that was similar between his story and my story with Bitcoin brunch was that I started Bitcoin brunch at a location where I knew the owner of the restaurant. And I think this is very important for a lot of people who are interested in starting meetups. Having a good location is very difficult because oftentimes people will pick a location that is not particularly dedicated to the cause and the location will very quickly start to impose restrictions or um, start to inconvenience the holding of the meetup because they're a business and they don't care about your meetup. So if you are a Bitcoiner and you've ever had an interest in starting a meetup and you happen to know someone with a venue, then you are the ideal Bitcoin meetup host. <laughs> because I, without a doubt, think that location is the most difficult and the most important part of hosting a meetup. And so to go to the, the beginning of what he was saying, but um, unlike his meetup, Bitcoin brunch does not get 25 plus people. <laughs> um, and so like if I was ever to have a conversation with Rod on this topic, I would definitely want to get into a little more about maybe how he was getting all these yeah, people. Yeah, because the story went from like, yeah, we found a spot and suddenly we had 200 people. And like, wait, what? <laughs> well, so this was years ago. Obviously, he's talking about before COVID and then the transition into COVID, right? So, um you know, maybe the situation was a little bit different then. Um, I mean, I'm happy that I don't have 25 plus people come into brunch because that would be just very, very annoying for me. I love being able to meet everyone who comes and to talk to them. Uh, and so the more people who come, the less intimate it feels and the more, um, you know, the more overwhelming, at least for me as a, as a host, so to speak. And so this all kind of leads me into an interesting topic that I wanted to bring up. I've wanted to bring it up for a little while now, and this is the way I put it in my But hold on. Okay. So like, let's say Bitcoin Brunch does become regularly 50 to 100 people. Ugh. Like, how would you handle that? Like, would you just get rid of Brunch or would you I mean, what up, is there to get rid of? I or mean, would you split up your, your host duties? Like, like there has to be a solution. It may, might happen. But if there's 50 people, then you just figure there's a lot of... <laughs> I mean, it, there's so many considerations, right? Like you're stressing me out, just making me think about this because so you're avoiding it. You're one like, of the no, first I things think about that. One of the first things that I think of is, you know, I'm always concerned that if there's a lot of people there and I cannot be privy to all the conversations going on, that someone is going to get scammed. Like I have a, 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 and you would be, you would feel responsible if that happened. Yes. I mean, just so, so you know, there have been two scams, um, with people who've come to brunch the scam hasn't been at brunch. The scam has been on their phones 
Um, so I don't feel so responsible for that, but I do feel a sense of responsibility. Can't blame yourself, Brunch. You can't blame yourself. I mean, I don't blame myself, but I can feel guilt. <laughs> so you're blaming yourself. I mean, not consciously. If not- I wasn't there <laughs> micromanaging every conversation, being the police, then it would have never happened. But see, and I definitely don't want to micromanage conversations, but I, but I, I want to hear it if someone's getting scammed. Of you know, course. That's, that's just what it is. And then, so then I don't have to manage that conversation. I could just cut it off. And I want to be there for my parents, you know, their seventies, mid seventies and make sure they don't get scammed, but yeah. I'm not going to be there for every conversation and mm-hmm. it may happen. Yeah. Yeah. So this is interesting. Um, so there's, um, actually there's a bunch of topics that I'm going to like. Yeah. Sure. Hannah says, stop the feels. I would say stop being a bitch, <laughs> but you know, sorry, being stop being a. I guess I'm using that. I mean, I've I've become kind of uh, comfortable at brunch, and so like when when faced with. Yeah, it would certainly be a different dynamic, that's for sure. But at some point, you can't control it. You're not going to tell people, "Don't come, don't come." We're changing location. Well, why can't <laughs> I tell people not to come? I've already proven that I can't tell people not to come. And then they look at you like, oh, what? <laughs> hey, that one guy never came back. That's all I have to say. <laughs> so we are a, um, a podcasting 2.0 compliant podcast, meaning that if you are listening to us on a modern podcast app, you could. <laughs> you podcasting. Could, that is so some people. Ha- oh, man, I have to sneeze. Some people. Oh, go, go, go. <laughs> I, I Ready, can't, I can't set. make it happen though. It's like, it's, it doesn't like it just, uh, just give me like wave your hand as soon as it comes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready with the mute button. This is so stressful. So there, there is, um, so and earlier we were, t- I'm looking at the minor, <laughs> like it's, it's an audience. <laughs> so earlier we were talking about video podcasts. So imagine that happening while you're on video. You're like, Oh, oh I got to snooze. <laughs> Yeah, that's an interesting. Gonna be the funniest thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's right there. So there's. um, So as I was saying, we are a podcasting 2.0 compatible, complacent, (laughs) compliant, compliant, (laughs) compliant, (laughs) certified podcast, certified. So if you were listening to us on like a Podverse and a Podcast Addict, you could actually hear us live. Ah, I like that solution. Sorry. Maybe the one thing Penis says, maybe thing what we need is a banner. That Another says, banner. Bitcoin is the only thing we recommend. Yeah, but I don't even recommend Bitcoin because cause then that's financial advice and people <laughs> need to be responsible for their own shit. Like I really, I, 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 like I'll tell close friends and family to buy $5 of Bitcoin. That's what I'll say. I'll say buy $5 and forget it for five years and then we can talk about it again. But I don't, I don't recommend Bitcoin because, uh, you know, it's something that you have to come to of your own free will. And I can tell you that I like it or that I'm interested in it or that I think it's better than the dollar, but I'm not going to tell you that, that it's for you, even though it's for everyone. But, I mean, so you're trying to avoid people getting scammed. So if they come to you for advice or education, you're going to say, eh, no, but I'm going to say like, you have to make your own decisions as right. a free willed adult, but, but I, I want your recommendation brunch. What do you, what would you do for yourself? That's what they always say to the doctor. Doctor, what would you do if you were in my position? 
go on a diet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not eat bacon, egg, and cheese and yeah, pass out. And, in the and middle uh, of the morning. a cinnamon bun and croquettas. Oh, and don't uh. forget. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I tell people that for me, Bitcoin is a savings account. I just, so there was the Broward County Bitcoiners meetup tonight and we had a couple that came in for the first time. They were, uh, they're crypto curious, you know? So the, the Did, guy is, is there a flag for that? Yeah. It's when they talk about things other than Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like an actual flag, you know, like pride flags. Oh, I need to, I need to make a crypto curious <laughs> flag. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, well, I wonder what colors will be on that rainbow. <laughs> Obviously the Pepe green. There definitely. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I just, what was the point? I'm not, I'm not an <laughs> investor. I'm not a trader. Why am I saying that? I don't recall. Oh, so I look at Bitcoin as a savings account and this is what I told them. And so, you know, you put as much money in your savings account as you want to save for your future. So then I'm going to put all my money into Bitcoin. Okay, but I mean, do you currently put all of your money into savings? Because if that's what you do, okay, then that makes sense. But if you don't currently put all of your money into savings, then why would you put all of your money into Bitcoin? I mean, I think people are always going to look to specialists or experts for advice. I mean, that's why we still have financial, actual financial advisors. Yeah. Like, so, but I'm not one. I understand that, but people are still going to look at you and trust you from having conversations with you, and they're going to ask these questions. Yeah, but like, I mean, you're just going to leave them dangling before telling someone you'll leave them dangling (laughs) and then they'll go to someone who will scam them. Okay. I mean, but but like you said, but but like you were saying before, I'm not responsible for what other people do. So I agree. um, I, I will tell someone to learn a useful skill before I tell them to buy Bitcoin, you know? So what, what skills do you have that provide value? Because that is going to be what's going to support you like running an only fans. Yeah. Well, uh, so I mean, maybe dancing is your talent, <laughs> There you go. but that provides value. Cause I, I, I kind of think of it like this, right? Are they wearing pineapple in my <laughs> lifetime? Unless I am able to with others establish a useful Bitcoin circular economy. The only other reasonable like expectation for Bitcoin is that it would be useful in a crisis. But the problem is that in a crisis, we might not have internet. And so we might not be able to use Bitcoin. So to me, before worrying about your financial future, like worry about your, like just your basic physical future. Like, are you a capable human being? Can you tie your own shoes? Can you walk up a hill? Can you carry at least 50 pounds of weight? consistently okay but i think a crypto curious coming to a random meetup to talk about the stuff yeah i know <laughs> is it gonna well, this like, is why i'm not the most satisfying i can barely, um, barely eat man but <laughs> i buy bitcoin <laughs> I, I i'm not a good person to go to for financial advice this is without a doubt and i will tell people this is not financial advice this is just um because to me it looks it feels like and this is not just a hound you but i feel like you're you're educator curious, like, like you, you're going toward that role and, and, and you want to start doing that and helping people, but you also don't want to take like, um, responsibility for their behavior (laughs) and not, not responsibility, but you don't want to like, what's the word you're just, and it's funny because we were just talking in the car, how you're an opinionated person. 
mm-hmm. but you're kind of scared to make that ultimate opinion. Like, Hey, maybe you should try this out or, or do that. Like, I don't know. Well, I don't, I don't want to feel as though I'm manipulating people. You know, like, do you feel like you're manipulating people though? Sometimes. Sometimes it's circumstantial. You don't want to be that guy on YouTube crying because they're freaking thing tanked. No, but what I'm saying is that like if someone comes to Bitcoin brunch and they don't know about Bitcoin, then either I can ignore the fact that they don't know about stop <laughs> with the and feels. stop with the feels. Well, that's the whole thing about the, it's, it. This is what it's about. It's like, I don't want to feel, but when I'm, trying to hold someone's hand and pull them out of the, the mire, you know, because they're stuck in the mud. Like that is feels, you know, like when someone comes and then they need, you know, like they're helpless or they're ignorant or they're being scammed. Like that is the issue is that then I'm manipulating them. It might be for their own good. It might be for their benefit, but like I am literally trying to undo the brainwashing that has been done to them to lead them down this path. I'm like, I have to manipulate them. It would be immoral of me to not try to manipulate them, but I don't, but that's not what I came there for. Like I didn't set up brunch to manipulate people. I set up brunch to be manipulated. Like I want people smarter than me to come and show me interesting things. I don't want to show people who are, you know, whatever, Interesting right. thing. Like Panda said, like you lay out the facts and then make the choice. Because the way you're putting it, it makes make it sound like every conversation is an act of manipulation. No. Right now we're trying to manipulate each other. I'm trying to manipulate you. Yeah, you're trying to manipulate me into feeling so that uh, I can embarrass myself in live audio. No, I, 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 I just, I don't know. I, I kind of want you to embrace the role more because it feels like you keep going, like brunch could have done this like a year ago, but like you've kind of just been tippy-toeing it. And yeah, like you're filling it out. You're doing your, you know, your life, of course, but it, it kind of feels just, just, you're scared. Not just an honest assessment. Maybe. I mean, the future is scary. The unknown. We're afraid of what we don't understand. But we have Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. All right, move on. Yeah. All right. So there is uh, what I consider to be, oh my God, I've got so much left to cover. I got 15 minutes. Uh, how do I do this? Do we want to do politics or do you want to do not politics? We, we can go along. All right, let's let's do some politics for a little while. So, Hold on, let me put some music on and grab more coffee. <laughs> Got to find a long song. Uh, my mouse, mother clucker. That's not long. It's twenty five seconds. Come on, man. <laughs> you put it on repeat. <laughs> Saturday night lit. Because it's lit, which stands for live item tag, is happening live in a studio. And we will return to our regular programming after this musical interlude. Dying. I'm afraid of dying. 
right, Chimp is back from his coffee run. Luckily, we have, we literally have cold brew coffee on tap uh, here at Made at the Citadel, where Bitcoin Grove is situated. Yeah, it convinces me I need my own cold brew on tap at home. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. I wish I still had that small fridge. I don't. What happens to that small fridge? I think I just left it outside somewhere. Yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> Anyway, so there's a few things I wanted to bring up. One of them has to do with the elections. So the Democrat and Republican parties, they do these primaries where they, you know, it's a state by state process where in the states, um, I guess the state parties decide who they want to be their nominee. And then, you know, at the end of the, at the end of the process, they'll have a national convention and then they will choose who will be the nominee for that party. Well, interesting, uh, recently the Democrats decided to change the dates of their primaries. And it, I think it's New Hampshire, Vermont, one of the two. It's like New Hampshire or Vermont. They, they actually have it in their state constitution that they have to be the first primary. So there's this like just kind of this interesting situation going on right now where the Democrat Party out of all the months, out of all the months, out of all the states. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. But that's it's just they're real serious about that. And uh, the Democrat Party decided to tell them to go screw off. And so I'm wondering if this if this maybe over the next few months couldn't cause some kind of a rift. I mean, the Democrats are screwed. There's no way the Democrats are. I don't see how the Democrats can win the next election. This is. They still didn't have um, uh, a debate, right? Uh, the Democrats, no. Right. Okay, making sure. In fact, I mean, they're not gonna have it exactly because, yeah, yeah. because Biden is not gonna be. He's not uh, campaigning. It's just he, you know he refuses to. So that was the one topic. I mean, they all cheat, Panda. Everyone, these guys are all a bunch of cheaters. This is why they do politics. So now I've got some clips, some more clips. I've sent them to you. Let's. Uh, so the House passes a bipartisan continuing oh, resolution. Yeah, I know, right? So as we have been speaking about... Can we tell everybody about uh, how you freaked out that we didn't have YouTube for like a couple of days? <laughs> I did not freak out. I was just, uh, I was just concerned. Inconvenienced. I was concerned because, you know, Chimp pays for this uh, like family plan, YouTube premium or whatever. And so I get to use YouTube without commercials. Well, I will say my cousin just sent. Oh. <laughs> I'm putting a YouTube link. <laughs> putting the link the in the search, search bar. God damn it! She's so hot. We're seeing Audrey Plaza. Aubrey <laughs> Plaza. Wow. Stop Is that going to make it on the show? Roy Wait. On the House floor after the rule to the spending what? bill was voted. Okay. Pause it. All right. So, so as we had been talking about, the House got rid of um, their speaker. Uh, Representative McCarthy. Uh, it was however many Republicans and all of the Democrats voted to get rid of him. So then they got this other guy who was supposedly like like way more conservative and you know way more uh, like Christian and the fun. one who God told them yeah yeah, yeah. God put me in this position. <laughs> um, so they pick him the the. the 
the, the Republicans. And as I said last week, like, what is this possibly going to lead to? I mean, it either, well, something that I did not expect to happen happened. So the, why don't you go ahead and, uh, well, well, before you play the bill, I mean, because <laughs> I'm still working on this whole clip thing, right? Like, I don't, I have to work on my setup for these clips. It's, uh, they make it look easy on the no agenda show. <laughs> so the house passed a bipartisan continuing resolution with no cuts and no riders. 93 Republicans voted against it, but that means that all the other Republicans voted for it and all the Democrats voted for it. So let's listen to this short clip. Um, well, it's not a short clip, but I'll stop it at some point. Article first here is Congressman Chip Roy on the House floor after the rule to the spending bill was voted down when he and 18 other Republicans joined all the Democrats in voting no. I didn't come here for second place. I didn't come here for more excuses. I didn't come here to have the Speaker of the House assume the position and in 17 days pass a continuing resolution off the floor of this House through suspension of the rules. $400 billion, including an extension of the Farm Bill that doesn't do anything about the Chinese Communist Party ownership of our lands, doesn't do anything to protect small ag and to protect small ranchers from big ag and all the big corporate adventures getting rich based on the policies from this body. When is it going to be enough? Is $34 trillion of debt not enough? $2 trillion deficits not enough? Another American dying from fentanyl or from cartels? Terrorists coming across our southern border, not enough? Are babies being put in ovens in Israel, not enough? Okay, you can, I think that's why, that's why I included that clip. It was just for the baby's comment, I think. It was like, wow. Oh yeah, so, so this Republican, I mean, basically, he totally sold out the, the, the MAGA Republicans, right? He totally sold out Matt Gates and all those people. So why, why did they get rid of McCarthy? Is It seems like something else is going on that we're really not aware of. There's some other machination or games that are being played because this guy passed a resolution with no cuts is a continuing resolution, which means that they're going to continue the last budget and just push it forward. And that guy's complaining that, you know, <laughs> babies in ovens. All right, let's, um, let's go to the next, the next clip. Uh, this is okay. This is this next clip is about the Senate. So that was the house passed the resolution and the Senate has to theoretically pass the exact same resolution. Otherwise they have to go to a conference. So let's hear what the Senate, what, what clip I got about the Senate. Madam president, I have good news for the American people. This Friday night, there will be no government shutdown. <laughs> One person. <laughs> because of bipartisan cooperation, we are keeping the government open without any poison pills or harmful cuts to vital programs. A great outcome for the American people. Can we have order, please? I am pleased that Speaker Johnson realized he needed Democratic votes to avoid a shutdown. If the Speaker is willing to work with Democrats and resist the siren song of the hard right in the House, then we can avoid shutdowns in the future and finish the work of funding the government. Today's CR is a good first step and a very good omen for the future. 
I hope we see more bipartisanship down the line. Every time I've gotten on the phone with the Speaker, I've stressed we need bipartisanship if we want to finish the appropriations process. I hope the new Speaker continues to choose the bipartisan approach as he commendably has in his first foray. Now, keeping the government open is a good outcome, but we have a lot more to do after Thanksgiving. We must finish passing President Biden's emergency supplemental yeah. with aid to Israel, Ukraine, humanitarian assistance for innocent civilians in Gaza, and funds for the Indo-Pacific. We will keep working with Leader McConnell on a way forward. I know that both sides all genuinely right, care about much, providing aid to Israel. That's all I wanted from that clip. So, so it's it's just interesting the direction that things are going in because if this new guy Johnson continues to pass these bipartisan bills, I mean that's great for government, I guess, but I don't know. It's just it's just strange. Like why like it doesn't seem reasonable for this guy to, as a Republican, to be cooperating on bipartisan legislation. That sounds like it's more, it's good for the Democrats. Yeah. So it's before, just, this whole thing is strange to me. Before Biden's gone. Like if, because, okay. So they the, paid him off. A continuing resolution is sort of a, a cop out. And so eventually they have to, they have to pass a budget eventually. And the, the, you know, the Freedom Caucus, they want the Congress to pass 12 appropriations bills. And that's their whole like shtick. And that's one of the reasons why they got rid of McCarthy. But there's no way, as I've said several times now on the podcast, there's no way that the Democrats in the Senate are going to approve the, these Republican bills, which means that ultimately they're going to have to pass an omnibus. And if this guy Johnson passes an omnibus with the Democrats, then like, again, what the hell did Matt Gates do? Like he actually, they actually had a thing going where they were getting the Democrats to make concessions to the Republicans so that they could pass legislation into the Senate. And now they've completely lost that. And now instead of the, Re the Democrats making concessions to the Republicans, the Republicans are making concessions to the Democrats. It just seems like to me, it just seems like the, the tables have flipped and it makes no sense because the Democrats as a party are a mess. Somebody has dirt on somebody else. Yeah, there's some shenanigans going on in our federal government right now. So uh, to close out this little, well, to, to close out the U.S. politics part, um, how much are we doing on time? We still got some time. We got plenty of time. Relax. <laughs> Come down. Do you work tomorrow? Yeah, I got brunch for five hours. Oh, oh so now it's work. <laughs> it's been work for a while. <laughs> it, it was work when, uh, when, when it was 500 hours. All right, so now this is not about those topics that we were talking about, but this is... Oh, oh, hold Did on. Did we just get a boost? Hold on. I think I just wet myself. <laughs> we have... 26. Oh, no, this is... Oh, because I think Jay figured out how to do... Um, streaming? Streaming, yeah. Oh, Jay's streaming some sats to us. Nice. Mm, yes. That's the cool thing about podcasting 2.0 compatible apps. If you like what you're listening to, you can set it up so you're continuously streaming, you know, like let's say 26 sats in the case of Jay every minute to that podcast. So you can either send a boost with a message for something you like, or you could just have it continuously send money. 
And that's just a way to support, like a baseline kind oh. of support. Oh, oh wow. Or maybe he just hit it wrong. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> 13,000 Fat sets. finger. He was talking about a fat finger earlier today. <laughs> Jay with Proof of Work Oh, fingers. yeah. So on December 9th, we've got Bitcoin Field Day Extravaganza. This was actually just announced um, a couple of days ago. So from 3 to 5 p.m., at David T. Kennedy Park, that's 2400 South Bayshore Drive, Miami, Florida, 33139. Hold on, hold on, let me get, because I, I cause. Oh, the boost gets cut off. So Chimp is pulling up the rest of the boost, but basically Bitcoin Field Day Extravaganza, so it's gonna be a family-friendly event. Um, it's just basically about getting outside, getting in the sun, running around, playing, being f- active. And so that's great, I'm excited. Yeah, this is another one of these things, you know? So the Bitcoin community is really starting to coalesce, I feel like, in in the Miami area. Here we go with this sneeze again that doesn't want to sneeze. All right, join us for an action-packed afternoon of fitness and fun. Featured competitions, three-legged race, sack races, tug of war. Jay's going to win that one. Relay race, frisbee. Is it ultimate frisbee? Don't miss out on this epic event. The revolution is both digital and physical. Hashtag Bitcoin fit. Yeah, I think it's great. So we're definitely going to be talking about this next week when Jay's on the show. I love how he used emojis for all that. This feels like me. <laughs> yeah, like no one can see these emojis, just us. But No, it, but actually, it adds... I was going to say people can see the emojis. Oh, cross app comments, right? Yes, sir. But it, does, it, it reminds me of... Um, of just me posting stuff on my team chat at work. <laughs> yep. Yeah, they're showing up. Boost that's spot. Cool. That's awesome. Pretty cool. And he did it twice. So that's what happened. He did it twice. Oh, well, Jay, I'm sorry to bring up another event right after you just brought up yours and paid for it. But you reminded me that on the 16th of December, we're going to be doing a field trip down to Fruit and Spice Park. Uh, the Fruit and Spice Park is having a winter event that day on the 16th. It's a Saturday. And so we're going to be making an effort to go over there. And uh, it's it's a chance for Bitcoiners who live down south to come out. Uh, People for whom Miami is far, because if you live in someplace like Homestead or Florida City, Miami is actually a far drive, even though you're still in Miami-Dade County. (laughs) So... Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, we'll be talking about that upcoming soon. Okay, but I want to I wanted to do this one uh final clip before before we before we go off to La La Land or whatever is going to happen. Are you going to set it up? Yeah, yeah. So I've been talking about for, you know, on and off now for, you know, a few months about what I consider to be the um I guess the degradation of decorum or the indecorum in Congress. Like I feel like they're becoming more and more uncivil there. Things are getting, well, violent for lack of a better word. And so there was an event that happened this week that was just perfect. It was um, Senator Mullins. I'm not really sure where this guy's from, but he's some senator from one of the 50 states. Let me see. Senator Mullins. Could it just be that we're going back to the old days? Oh, yeah. It cycles, right? Cycle. So um, I'm talking about like 1700s, 1800s. Mark Wayne Mullen, right? So Senator Mullen, and he was in a Senate hearing with um, with the head of some union, and apparently, whatever these guys don't get along. And then the union guy had uh, made some kind of rude comment on Twitter. So why don't we go and play this tweet and 
and let's see what I'm talking We're about. We're going to play a tweet. I'm going right. to play this, this clip. Pretends like he's self-made. What a clown. Fraud. Always has been. This is been. Mullen talking. Always will Quoting be. the other guy. Quit the tough guy act in these Senate hearings. You know where to find me. Any place, any time, cowboy. Damn. Sir, this is a time, this is a place. If you want to run your mouth, we can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. <laughs> well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Oh, stop it. Is that your All solution right. every poll? No, no, sit down. Oh, Eric, sit down. Okay. You know, okay. you're a United States senator. Sit down. Act All right. Okay. <laughs> So that was you, United States you, United Senator. United States Senator. You're a senator. Sit down. Sit down. No, no. So that was our our friend Bernie, <laughs> who was the chair of that committee. And as you just heard, I mean, this senator was he stood up in a Senate hearing to fight a guy. <laughs> to fight a guy. I also would have liked to see the fight. If people want to kill each other, let them I mean, kill each other. I mean, we're getting back to duels. Fuck it. We're getting back to duels. I mean, that's what was going on right there. Like, the guy was, the senator was was basically uh, challenging the other guy to a duel. But and that like, Senator Mullen was an MMA fighter. <laughs> but you could see the fear in the other guy's face. It's like, well, if you're going to talk shit, but you can't back it up, then why are you talking shit? Because he's a, he's a politician. They're both politicians. The problem is that that the, the the senator was a was an actual fighter, so he probably could have murdered the other guy. <laughs> oh man! So well, this that's is, why we have guns. Oh, they don't have guns in MMA. Here we go. Here we go. But if they did, <laughs> so this is this is what our our country is uh, is coming to. And um, I mean, I think it's like a circus. And it's just going to get more circusy. I think next year is going to be a total shit show. I think this election is going to turn this nation. Yeah, I'm dreading it. Inside out, upside down, left side right. Like I, I need to get out of this place. I'm going to have to be doing Saturday Night Lit from a from a foreign country or something. From a yacht somewhere. Oh, that would be nice. Oh, this very unlikely. Internet's so expensive on yachts. Well, as long as the politicians are killing each other and we get to watch, I mean, that would generate some money for the government, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, like how I'm sitting here trying to like rationally figure out, okay, how do they reintroduce duels? You know, like how do they reintroduce two human beings like murdering each other and it not being illegal? (laughs) Because it's just not really, um, you know, on brand these days. Maybe it doesn't have to get to murder, but whoever wins has to quit or I mean, has whoever to loses. Leave. You mean, sorry, whoever loses, ha- you know, you're like excommunicated in a way. Yeah, but see, but how does our culture shift to that? Like, okay, we're going to do like an MMA fight and the loser just gets out of town. Like you're quitting the Senate. You're going home. There's going to be a ring and then there's alligators on the outside. Crocodile, <laughs> sorry. And yeah. Yeah. Alexander Hamilton. There you go. So this is the, the future that we are making for ourselves. I hope everyone's excited. Hamilton is coming in March. If you oh. want to go and do like a little um, review of it. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. I haven't seen it yet. Um, so I'm sure I'll be very entertained. Um, like I'm sure it's very entertaining. It will be interesting. I'll have to do some research ahead of time, you know, cause I'm not that familiar with, um, with Hamilton's history. So like I'd want to do some research. It's like you want to read the book before watching the movie. <laughs> well, it's like 
I mean, I want to know the truth before I watch the friggin' propaganda, propaganda. right? <laughs> like, uh, is, I I tend to avoid. Uh, where did it play? I'm sorry. Keep going. I'm gonna answer. Yeah, I tend to avoid like um, historical type of things because, I, like, I I knew from a pretty young age that historical like dramatizations are always going to be filled with the biases of the creators. And it's, and unless you already know the subject matter, it's going to confuse you. It's going to, you know, make you think that, that their biases and exaggerations are the reality. And this is something that I generally want to avoid. It's at the Arsht center. So Hamilton at the Arsht center. So let's make it a, a field trip. If anyone else wants to go, we'll probably go to a, are you off on Saturdays? What is your schedule? Okay. So we'll do a matinee on a Saturday. Sure, I'm done. And that way we can like do dinner and then well, we Well, I mean, a lot of tickets are probably already sold out, but... But we... No, I wouldn't. Yeah. It's, this is Miami. This is not Broadway. Broadway in Miami. Yeah, but I used to sell tickets, okay? I used... <laughs> this is, this, that was my industry, all right? I you, know... Do you still have your connections? I mean, I, I know how to buy tickets for the Adrian Arst Center, a group rate... Do you, do you have a, Art, if you have a connection or if you want to make that phone call, find out the minimum number of tickets that we've got to buy to, uh, to get that discount. And then we will definitely do that. That would be a fun, a fun activity. Yes. Yeah. One of the other things is that I want, I want to do things with Bitcoiners because it's interesting to like, just see how people who have like this one thing in common have different perspectives about other things. And, you know, I love to explore that. I think it's, it's cool. Um, I'm, I love diversity. Yeah. You're going to see, definitely going to see there's going to be a lot of differing opinions for sure. Uh huh. Just because you both like Bitcoin doesn't mean, you know, yeah. you both like doing meth. Well, I'm <laughs> yeah. Just or that you example. both like beating your wives, right? Like, yeah. like some of you like to beat your wives and then the other ones they don't like to, but they do it out of some sense of responsibility. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah, what it's expected of you. Yeah. In uh, the nuclear family. <laughs> oh, They're man. tearing the family apart. All right. So let me mention one more thing. Um, so I, way back in the day, once upon a time, um, when Occupy Miami was going on, which is also, you know, when Occupy Wall Street was going on, I was a part of this sort of like anti-war thing that was, uh, we would do these talks at um like i think once a week we would do an anti-war talk and sort of educate about different historical things and give context to the at that time it was the war on terror was still pretty active and still pretty big on the minds of people um and so there was this guy uh nicholas davies who was actually a friend of my mother's and he's a writer um and a peace activist and he's written lots and lots of articles and so he was like one of the the leaders of this kind of anti-war class thing that we were doing. And so I'm, I'm on his newsletter or I'm like on his mailing list. And the thing is I don't tend to read a lot of my email. So I recently started to go through all of the emails that he'd sent me or that he had sent, not to me, they were just to his mailing list. And I've got, I've got a mail from this guy going back to 2012. Ooh. There are hundreds and hundreds of these emails so I was just kind of going through like, like, I guess a hundred of them, maybe I went through and all these different headlines and it was just kind of interesting 
because he's talking a lot about his emails are about different wars that are going on, like different conflict zones, particularly conflict zones that the United States is either involved with directly or through funding or through the uh, providing of, of um, weaponry and arms and stuff like that. Uh, So it's just interesting to go back in time and to see what was being discussed. Like what was the hot button issue about the war at the time, you know? So like for the last few months, it's been the Israel thing. And then before that, it's like the Gaza thing. I mean, it was the Ukraine thing. And then I haven't gotten before the Ukraine thing yet. So like sometime in the near future, I will go and like read another hundred of those emails and I'm going to get to kind of see how it's just interesting. So I just, I wanted to mention that, that we oftentimes forget how the narrative of different subjects changes over time. And in the present, we don't necessarily relive the feelings or the the mindset that we had at a previous time, which kind of goes to another, something that's kind of interesting to me. It's just um, like, how do we judge history? You know, like, especially our history, like the history of our lives and, and the things that we have done in our lives. And how easy is it for us to sort of forget a lot of the context and to paint our history in a certain light to make it seem a certain way, either more positive or even more negative? Because some people are very neurotic and they, they're they convinced that their lives were very negative when maybe they weren't. I think that the the fact you said negative was important because I don't, I don't think we... Obviously, we think in facts, but we don't remember so much in facts more than we do in feelings. Like, how did we feel about it? We felt good about it. We felt bad about it. Like, I think that's what people really keep with them. And then at some point, you if you start to think about it or something happens that reminds you of the past, then you, then you start thinking about the facts. Like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. But other than that, it's just like we kind of save it more in feelings. Mm-hmm. I don't know. At least that's how I feel. Yeah. And like maybe this is a little tangential, but I think about the, the babies in oven comments and how this is something that's going to get repeated so many times about this conflict, about uh, the Hamas murdering babies. And so people are going to remember that chopping their heads off. Right. But, but no one's seen it. Right. Like, so they'll, they'll talk about like this 17 minute video of, uh, of like the attack on the, the music festival. Like, Oh, I watched this video, but like I haven't watched the video. They haven't released it to the public. And then when they're talking about the video, they'll talk about these, these babies being murdered. But like, I, I doubt there were babies at the, at the music festival. So there's like all the, you know, again, we, we're going to remember that we felt, Oh yeah, Hamas, they killed those babies. That's horrible. It's terrorists. But we're never like, we're never going to know what actually happened. I don't watch any of the videos. I still haven't seen the George Floyd video. I mean, I didn't watch the whole video. I saw like 30 seconds. I mean, you see, you see a picture, you see enough, right? Like there's a guy with the, the knee on the guy's head, you know, and that's, 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 that's what it was. There's nothing else to see. Like eventually the guy suffocated and that was the end of the story. Well, the end of his life. That wasn't the end of the story. That's for sure. That's for sure. So chimp, I think, uh, I think that's most of our, our show. I'm going to save the rest of the stuff for next week because it's kind of a little too involved for me to bring it up right now. Well, I can't talk about one more thing <laughs> while I'm sitting here telling you to end the show. And I just want to <laughs> remind people, don't forget to 
from your modern podcast. Yes. Aspect. Thank you to our patron, Jay, our patron saint, the proof of work fitness. Um, I recently did a CPR class. Have you ever done a CPR class? No. Yeah. So I, as part of the apprenticeship, the yacht service technician apprenticeship, we did a uh, CPR class and, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's a useful thing and I'm glad I took it and I, I learned a lot from it, but I just want to leave people with one thought about CPR. CPR is like an extremely strange and traumatic activity. When you perform CPR on someone, you have to forcefully push down on their chest two inches. And two inches is a lot. So we had to do it on these dummies. And when you're, when you're like doing the, the, you know, the, the compressions on the dummy's chest, it's like, it seems like you're just destroying their chest. And the teacher was like, yeah, you're probably going to break some ribs. Hey, (laughs) (laughs) and we're like, oh my God. They're like, okay, but you have to think of it like this. Break their ribs. Or or they die. (laughs) Like like the person's not breathing. They are, they are dying. Like they are in this, they're in the process of their brain completely frying itself out. And either you break a few of their ribs and save them or they die. So, you know, I, I pray that I never have to perform CPR in my life, but if I do, I'm going to break some damn ribs. And you better work your core and your fucking um, abs because someone has to perform CPR on you. (laughs) You don't want them breaking your ribs. (laughs) Oh man. Work out. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I recommend uh, CPR to anyone who, you know, wants to feel like a less incompetent human being. Don't we all want to feel like less incompetent human beings? TBD, Chip. TBD. What the hell? Where's the music? <laughs> We're going to find out this and more next time on Saturday oh, Night. Mute. Oh, that's the, this is why. This Rewind. Is why. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. We, we need a fire our production assistant. Don't we all want to be... Competent human being. <laughs> Less incompetent. Less confident human being. No, damn it, you must <laughs> November 18th, Saturday Night Lit. Competent human being. It's been, that's not, that's it's been a nice, Jim. That's a good sub. That's a good show title. Mm, uh, competent. Competent being? How about less incompetent? Less incompetent. <laughs> All right. We'll talk about it. This is Chimp. I'm Captain Brunch. Peace. Oh, yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, that too.